The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 19th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. After he had said this, Jesus went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany, at the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord, peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, If these were silent, the stones would shout out. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you know what a fake, tough guy is? He's the guy who wants everyone to think that he is tough. He might even have a lot of big muscles and be able to uh, lift a lot of weight, although surely you know the difference between gym strong and country strong. I mean, I'm neither, but it's a real thing. He might pick on guys that he's pretty sure that he could take on, but in time it is revealed that this tough guy is actually scared and insecure on the inside. His act is performative. He is not the holder of real power, only perceived power. And we would all be wise in every area of our life to understand who is the holder of real power so we don't pledge allegiance or give ourselves over to a fraud. Jesus is the holder of real power. He is the possessor of legitimate authority. That is why he is worthy of our adoration and our obedience. And that is why we should, in our personal lives and in our social lives, recognize him for who he is in the story of his trial, his entrance into Jerusalem, but certainly what goes on in the Passion narrative as well. He is the true true king, but he's surrounded by a lot of fake, tough guys. When we think about how we are to live, or raise our children, or spend our time, the most important question of all is, who is worthy of our adoration? and our worship, and our souls. Jesus 
Being God in flesh is the answer. So keep watch for the pretenders. I stumbled across a humorous example of a fake tough guy. One of those ubiquitous viral videos that just sort of endlessly loops. I admit I had to watch it a couple of times. The scene is a fast food restaurant late at night. And an employee of the restaurant is dutifully sweeping the sidewalk when a customer in a car waiting, I guess, in the drive-thru, he starts to throw his trash out his window at this poor kid sweeping the sidewalk, like, hey, pick this up for me. The, The jerk in the car is the fake tough guy. Well, another customer, our hero, well, he is just leaving the restaurant and he sees this trash being thrown out of this car. And so he walks over to the employee, he takes his broom and dustbin from his hand, he sweeps up the guy's trash, and he throws it back into the car. When the fake tough guy seems to take umbrage at this, he tries to open his door, but oh no, the real tough guy, he puts his foot on the door and he shuts it back. He's not getting out of the car, and he's not going to throw his trash out of the window again either. Real toughness has spoken. And the fake toughness has been found. It felt good to watch, I must confess. We live in a world where so much of what we see and and, and what so many of our leaders do and say, it is merely performative. Public speeches are given, but we know that the words that they're saying, they, they they don't mean any of them. They have no intention of following through with most of them. They're often just poll-driven sound bites and little else. When pressed on the real meaning of words or the real effects in the real world of policy, masters of spin play dumb. Or they redefine words. Or they insist, oh no, that's not what we meant. That's not what we said. They think we're all dumb. But what all of us really want is for someone just to shoot us straight. On the global stage, right now, the real tough guys, they are pressing their bets. They know that the West has become largely performative. We're not seriously committed to preserving or defending any kind of tradition or civilization. We have become collectively ashamed of our God and Lord. And we are replacing what what we used to call something like traditional values, I guess with what you now call wokeism. Those who hold to that might be in a minority, but they're an awfully loud and powerful minority. That is the, the new will that we seem to be trying to still impose on the world. It's a classic fake tough guy routine. No single image captures this better than a tweet from the U.S. Embassy in Kabul that celebrated Pride Month last year. I I don't know if you're aware, but the citizens of Afghanistan are not really interested in celebrating Pride Month, and yet we're there to impose our will at the cost of blood and treasure. On Palm Sunday, real power is confronting a lot of fake tough guys. Divorcing ourselves from reality, whether that be moral or economic or political or logical or biological reality, 
it is at least unwise and quite possibly blasphemous. When evil men are the only ones adhering to reality, it places the rest of us who have given up on reality at a distinct disadvantage. In Jesus Christ, it's not that we have a tough guy per se. In fact, in the beautiful reading from Philippians 2, it's all about the humility, the giving up of oneself, which I would argue is real toughness. But understand, we're not talking about here a muscle-bound guy, uh, you know, throwing trash back into a car. I'm not saying he's some kind of role model for us in that sense. But what we do have is true authority and the rightful exercise of authority. He has real authority. He doesn't possess the trappings merely of power, right? And that's why uh, when he is walking into Jerusalem, the people recognize this. And there is this, this, this surge, this organic, this unplanned attempt to honor him for this real authority. He doesn't have some great, you know, uh, you know, procession planned out for him. Okay, the people have to do it on their own. The elites aren't doing it. The common man has to do it. So they, they get palm branches wherever they can and their cloaks and they make this path for him. And they sing to him, Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. They realize who Jesus was. They recognize that Jesus is. He is the real king and the savior of Israel. And throughout his trial, Jesus would again and again demonstrate his strength. When we go through the whole passion narrative on Good Friday, this is what we see. He admits, first of all, that he is a king in the presence of Caesar and Herod, right? He is never afraid. He is not a victim, right? He is actually the one orchestrating all of these events. He has placed himself at the mercy of others of his own free will, all while the political and religious leaders are running around terrified, absolutely terrified of him. They are afraid of Jesus and the truth that he represents. Jesus, you see, is not a fake tough guy. He is the real deal. And when he pronounces a judgment, or when he forgives a sin, or when he heals the sick, or when he raises the dead, all of that is very real, and it comes from God himself. It is done or said with no higher authority. So my view is, hey, we can either live in la-la land, okay, or we can live in reality, epitomized, demonstrated, seen in the person of Jesus Christ. I prefer to live in reality, and that is what Christians have to fight for. Fake, unserious, performative words and people lead to real suffering. In Jesus, we don't have someone who is fake or insincere or full of spin. We have someone who always spoke the truth and went to his death for the truth. In Jesus, then, we have someone that we can, again, personally and collectively, trust with our very lives 
our hopes, our ambitions, our sins, and our eternities. For his sincerity, if nothing else, Jesus is always a breath of fresh air, especially if we live in this hopelessly insincere age. My hope for us as a people, for our culture, for our civilization, is that we will choose Christ to be our Savior, that we will choose reality at every turn, reality that is revealed by Christ. Such a choice will lead us on our only path to real freedom and real prosperity. So as we head to Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, we remember and love Christ, not just for his toughness, but for the way he persevered in his sacrifice for us. In a world where we can really never be sure if we are being told the truth, and where we are divorcing ourselves more from reality every day, in Christ we have the truth we see reality. We see a God who goes to the nth degree for us. Let us follow him all the way to the cross and to the tomb to more fully and deeply understand who this truth teller is and then spread that message of resurrection far and wide. Amen.